You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. My glory praise you is the title of this devotion. That's right, my glory, my living being, what I am, my whole person, give praise to you is really what I'm saying. And it's a statement that you have in the last verse of this incredible, beautiful Psalm of David that is well familiar to most of us. Psalm 30, and I want to just read you that little psalm. It's only 12 verses. Listen to the Spirit of the Lord Jesus working in His servant, the Spirit of Christ resting upon Him, giving Him understanding and enlightening the eyes of His heart because that same Spirit is living in you. So as you hear these words, they will awaken the joy of your own heart that this is yours, this is in you. I will extol you, O Lord, for you have lifted me up and have not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried out to you, and you healed me. O Lord, you brought my soul up from the grave. You have kept me alive, that I should not go down to the pit. Sing praise to the Lord, you saints of His, and give thanks at the remembrance of His holy name. For His anger is but for a moment, His favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Now, in my prosperity, I said, I shall never be moved. Lord, by your favor, you have made my mountain stand strong. You hid your face, and I was troubled. I cried out to you, O Lord, and to the Lord I made my supplication. What profit is there in my blood when I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? With, will it declare your truth? Hear, O Lord, and have mercy on me. Lord, be my helper. You have turned for me my mourning into dancing. You have put off my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness to the end that my glory may sing praise to you and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. My glory, my soul, my living being may sing praise to you and not be silent. It is no different than Jesus in Matthew 5 saying, Let your light so shine that men may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. We are all made to be to the praise and the glory of His grace. That's what we were made for before He made anything. God predestined us to be holy and without blame before Him in love and that He could point to us to show all creation who He is and what He is, by whom He is in us and with us and through us. We are to be the expression of the divine nature. We are to be the visible image of the invisible God. We are to be the body of the living Christ, the living God. Oh, what a joy when you begin to realize that your life is predestined to glory, to give glory to God and how that works. Oh, I so long to share with you because I live in it myself. Jesus, He said this. He said this when He was thinking about these thoughts. 
I am not in search of honor for myself. I do not seek and I'm not aiming for my own glory. There's one who looks after that. He seeks my glory. And he is the real and only true judge. If I were to glorify, magnify, and praise him myself, if I were to If I were to glorify myself, magnify, praise, and honor myself, I would have no real glory. For my glory would be nothing and worthless. My honor must come to me from my Father. It is my Father who glorifies me, extols me, magnifies, and praises me, of whom you say he is your God. Oh, I love this heart of the Lord Jesus, that he sought no other glory but the glory of God. And Jesus taught you and me to to do the same. He says, pray in this way, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That means let your name be glorified for to thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Now, I understand that our human mind will say, well, Pastor Robert, that's easy for you to say because of look where you are. But if you knew where I was, then you would understand why I cannot have my glory praising because I don't have any glory. And I understand that feeling is very painful and very real. And I've suffered those feelings to say the least. But I can tell you this, that in our lowliest places, there comes a radiance of the divine so that all can see that the treasure within is not of self, but of God, as it says in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 6. I want to encourage you today, no matter what circumstances you're in right now, no matter what the condition of your body, no matter what the circumstances of your life or soul, your life still is to the praise and the glory of God. Believe it. Think about David. Oh, think about David. How terribly he had sinned. He had sinned so grossly. He had murdered the husband of the woman that he had taken and had physical intercourse with whilst he was married to another. I mean, there is really no, in the kingdom of God, next to blaspheming, it would be one of the greatest sins to do such a thing. And David did it knowingly, thoughtfully, willfully, and he hid it for years. (coughs) He hid it. And then the Lord confronted him. And when the Lord confronted him, David so humbled his heart. He humbled his heart completely and he submitted himself to God concerning the consequences. And now his own son Absalom rose up against him to take his place as king. And instead of staying in his palace, in the comfort of his position and power, he thought, no, I'm not going to let my position become the source of destruction here and fight my own son. It's in God's hands. And David was walking out of his house and out of his palace and out of his city called Zion, out of his dominion and rule. And he committed it to God and said, God gave it to me. If God wants me to have it, then God himself will bring me again. And as he is walking out of the city in the shame and the mockery and the accusation that was very fierce, like it can be today, he said, Lord, you are my glory. You are my shield and my glory and the lifter of my head. 
Psalm 3, verse 3. Lord, you are my shield, my glory, and the lifter of my head. Oh, could we have such a beautiful heart we see in David? Absolutely you can. Will you just say, Lord, all that I am and all that I have is yours. My life is in your hands. I trust you. That is what Jesus did at Calvary's cross. He bore the shame. He bore the pain. And he committed himself into God's hands. And now God has exalted him and given him the name above every other name. And he is seated at the right hand of the majesty on high. Oh, my dear friends, there is a spirit awaiting your, your humbling your heart to fill your heart with that meekness and gentleness and lowliness of the master of Jesus Christ himself, where you know that the Lord himself is your shield, your glory and the lifter of your head. What is the lifter of your head? When Job suffered so painfully, some of the historic writers say that it lasted nine months. It may have lasted a lot longer, but he suffered so violently and so harshly. The attack of the devil was trying to prove that his love for God and his faith in God was worthless. But God, God believed in Job and called him blameless and called him blameless and believed that his faith would not fail. And when Job struggled because he knew he was in right standing with God that he suffered so and had his three best friends trying to tear down his faith that he was riding God's side to prove that all this suffering must be rooted in some sin within him. And Job said, no, my heart is right with God. It's not that I have sinned that I suffer this. I don't know why I suffer. And Job struggled so in not understanding why. And that is often the, the forces of darkness to create confusion. And yet Job committed himself to God, committed himself to God. And then the Lord appeared to him in a whirlwind and showed him the great powers of his creation. And he said, Lord, how can I have ever questioned your goodness with my ignorance? Oh, I see myself in abhorrence, Lord. But now, my father, I had heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you. And he looked to God. He looked to God. And God went to his friends who had so berailed him for all this time trying to prove that the root cause of his suffering was in him, which you can read about in Job 19, verse 28. And the Lord says, the way you have spoken about me is not right. You did not represent my heart towards Job. And my wrath is against you and you should be destroyed for what you've done to my servant Job. But if you bring me an offering and my servant Job pray for you, I will hear him. And God, it says there, had lifted Job's face in his presence that when Job made high priestly intercession for the three friends who had so wounded him and had sinned against God by their opinions, God restored him and all of the power of the devil was disarmed and Job received more for all of his sorrow than he ever had before because in his suffering he represented the heart of God and ministered forgiveness to those who didn't deserve it. You know, there's a glory to be had that isn't always what we think it is. Sometimes you think when you see somebody in the, in the beauty of their lives and you see somebody in the success of their lives, you can see that there is a fading glory that goes along with that. 
But I believe in the glory that we see on Calvary's cross, that we see in Job, that we can see in you and me today, that no matter what the circumstances are, we are extending to others the same mercy and forgiveness and love that God has extended to us. And God heard Job's prayer when he prayed forgiveness for those three friends and exalted him like he did Jesus who interceded for you and me on the cross of Calvary. Now, go with me to Psalm 4, which is a psalm I've learned a lot from. And we'll just read the first few verses. Hear me when I call, O God, of my righteousness. You have relieved me in my distress. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. How long, O you sons of men, will you turn my glory to shame? How long will you love worthlessness and seek falsehood? But know that the Lord has set apart for himself him who is godly, and the Lord will hear when I call to him, and so forth, and so forth. <laughs> it's very powerful, that whole psalm. But those few words have rooted deeply within my heart that I do not want to exchange the glory of partaking of the glory of Jesus and the riches of the glory of his grace for the shame of my own human nature. I do not want to take my eyes off of the glory that God grants me to share in Jesus, that the glory is given to Jesus. He grants me to share through my unity with him. I don't want to take my eyes off of them. I want, to, I want everybody to know that the glory of my life is Jesus Christ with me and in me. He is the glory of my being. The life that I now live is not my own. It's the glory of Christ. That's the life I've been given to live. Galatians 2.20 says, I've been crucified with Christ. No longer I live, but the life I live in this flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Oh, friends, you can be in the lowest place, naturally speaking, and yet that glory is amazing. That glory of the Son of God with you and in you, don't exchange it for anything. Guard your heart from worthlessness and from seeking falsehood and keeping communion with your Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost in prayer. And the glory will never fail and will never fade and will never diminish and will never become less. And God wants us to be the expression of His grace and His glory and His power that others can see in us what He can do and will do for anybody who receives Jesus, who's equally available to us all. Amen. Have a good day.